Hey, welcome back everyone to the Cancel for Maintenance podcast. If this is your first time joining us, we are a show that talks about or takes a behind the scenes look into the gritty, non-glamorous life of aviation maintenance. We share some laughs, impart some wisdom, all in hopes to give you that split seconds of relief in your day that can possibly prevent a mishap. I am Six. I'm MBP. And our third host shoreline is silently in the back, twisting knobs, making sure our faces stay fit for radio and that our audio stays good to go. Uh, so today, uh, MVP and I had a little offline talk about some office culture, some employee expectations, and just like how to like really set the tone for a workplace like where uh, we we treasure productivity, we treasure innovation, and we kind of leave it open for both the employees and the supervisor to make those things happen. And uh, one of the things that really popped up for us was the Tesla's anti-handbook handbook, which probably by now has been distributed and leaked and critiqued so many different ways. I think this first came out to the general public about three years ago, I want to say, about two yeah, or three this, years ago. And that's how it came to the general public is somebody from within leaked it, but which is how, how we were able to find it on the uh, interwebs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm sure the handbook might have changed uh, by now. I, I would think so, but... Knowing Musk uh, out of spite, maybe not. Maybe you know? not. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> like, cool, you guys all see it. So everybody knows now. Back right. to work. Right. And if you haven't seen it, by all means, like, do a quick Reddit or Google search or whatnot. And just kind of take a chance to really read this air quotes handbook. And and you'll find out real fast by handbook. It's really a loose term. It's more like a pamphlet. <laughs> it's a thing. It's about four pages in total. About four pages. And... um most handbooks, uh, if you've ever held a job before in the U.S., you will realize real fast that most handbooks are at least 20 plus, 40 plus pages, depending on what kind of organization you're with and how big it is. And if and when it does have a union, it, yeah. can, be, it, it can be pretty cumbersome. And That's exactly to- what I was going to say. I was going to say, most of you, have you ever looked at the handbook within your own company that you work for? I can tell you the one where I work at is like, I think it's like 40 plus pages. I mean, yep. It's a massive organization, right? International and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So they've got a lot of things to cover for different areas of the country, different areas of the globe. Uh, you know, all that uh, equality, inclusivity, you know, you got to capture all those things for the uh, uh, being politically correct, all mm-hmm. the lawyer speak and lawyer jargon. Yep. But this anti-handbook handbook looks like, it was written while he sat on the couch late one night uh, with a beer in hand and just said, all right, I'm going to type this out because it's there's, I mean, zero lawyer speak. It's literally how we all talk to one another on a daily basis. It's hysterical, but it, it gets straight to the point. It is. It is. And uh, love or hate Elon Musk and the way he runs business. Uh, this anti handbook, I would have to say is probably like one of, the best trendsetters for a company to, to use. And I think Tesla is able to get away with it uh, just because of like how how much they push the boundaries of a lot of things, right? Good and bad, right? There, we, we can, there's a lot of pros and cons to this, but generally speaking, uh, setting the tone of expectations for both the employee and the supervisor and just the company as a whole, pretty, uh, it's a pretty uh, refreshing kick in the face, if you ask me. You know, just uh, like as MVP said, like with most handbooks, it's very politically correct, has a lot of legal speak, a lot of uh, lawyer jargon. 
And majority of that is because, you know, if you own a company, the last thing you want is for somebody to sue you. So something like this is uh, very in your face, very uh, direct. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. So to start to kick this off, right. Uh, I'll just use it from the opening paragraphs of the anti handbook handbook. If you're looking for a traditional employee handbook filled with policies and rules, you won't find one. Policies and rules tell you where the bottom is. They tell you how poorly you can perform before you get shown the door. That's not us. Like right, right, <laughs> right off the, the bat, right, <laughs> right off the, the gate. Like you know, we, <laughs> we're not setting low standards here. In fact, I'm not going to tell you what the low standards are. You're just going to have to be pinging it at uh, 100. What, what's the higher frames per second? You're going to have to ping and ping and real high all day long. Right, <laughs> and uh, again, like going back to like this kind of sets the tone right off the bat. If if there's anything right like that, or if there's anything out of this, setting that high standard right off the bat is probably one of the best things ever. And most cases, you know, like if you look at any sort of company handbook, it, it kind of like it, it's it's very welcoming. It's very like uh, velvet dagger, so to say, like, oh, we appreciate your time for joining our team. And we're so happy to have you, you know, like all happiness and claps and stuff. And then uh, before they really uh shake your hand to get you in it's like oh by the way here's what you can't do <laughs> right uh as the as this anti-handbook says we're gonna set we're showing you the the lowest bar possible before you get shown the door which right. but this is one good. says we don't here's the highest bar here's where you have to achieve yes okay what are the minimums yes <laughs> like there the are... highest the highest standard is the minimum uh, <laughs> oh okay so it's one of those like you're like well you can't you, it's kind of a, you know, Six and I were talking about this before and he kind of brought this up where it's one of those, like, it really, it really works for you as the employer or the supervisor or whatever, because you can say, Hey, you know, you weren't doing this, get out, or we're going to replace you with somebody uh, higher performing. Oh, well you can't because X, Y, Z uh, doesn't state that here, yep. <laughs> um, which could open you up to a lawsuit, right? And you can say, okay, well, I'm going to sue you because uh, wrongful termination, whatever else. Well, okay, maybe, but you're also sort of fighting City Hall yep. a little bit in this regard, right? It, for this particular uh, CEO and, um, and and how they choose to operate uh, because th- they got deeper pockets than you. Right. You know? <laughs> exactly. And that's not just for his organization. That's even for the organization I work for. I mean, that would be, it would be trying to like fight City Hall. It'd be a little bit better. Uh, I'd have a better chance just because you know, uh, the handbook's written, not like this, but, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it's kind of one of those, what a lot of these companies do they're like, oh, okay, you want to play this game? I, I I don't have time. Like time is money and I don't have enough time to deal in courts with you. So, uh, we can take this to court and I can essentially bleed you out or, mm-hmm. or, uh, how about you take $50,000, sign this non-disclosure and walk away. Because 50000 from a lot of these large corporations, they already have funds set aside for that kind of crap, whether you realize it or not, everybody. Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, 50, here, go away. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, kind of crazy. It is, it is. And let's be honest, you know, like when there is some kind of civil violation like that, most companies will definitely, unless they, like MVP said, they just want to bleed you out until you shut your mouth. They always like, you know, here's your 50K or here's what, here's your reward money. Just shut up and go away. All right. Thanks for doing your business. Yeah, here's your, here's your severance package. Yeah. And, uh, going to address that real fast. There are some people who really 
that's their life is to do some shit like that. Like yes. they go to a company, they slip on a banana peel that's they don't even have. <laughs> and and then they, they sue the company for workplace injuries or some shit like that. There are some people like that. I don't know the exact percentage, but just letting you know they exist and they and that kind of spells some trouble for both the employees and and the company as a whole. So they do happen, I they do exist. I saw once where uh the company got sued for discrimination because when like a supervisor walked in, like it, it was like um, an open seating area, right? Like say mm-hmm. it's like your maintainer's office or whatever. It's kind of open seating where there and they walk through and said, you know, Oh, Hey, so-and-so, Hey, so-and-so, Hey, everybody. Hey, so, you know, kind of one of those things. And they just said they sued for discrimination because they didn't specifically say that individual's name. Ah. Uh. So like didn't have a leg to stand on. Right. And obviously that really went nowhere for that individual, but to tie in with what six was saying, that is some people's motive. They just show up, do what they can do to get some money. Boom. They're off to the next job. Start to process over. Right. So having some kind of expectations like this is kind of a good thing for those kind of companies. And so like it really empowers like them to say like, Hey, we set the standard. We, we kind of leave that to your interpretation as to what that is. So it, it doesn't give them too much of a of a legal leg, right? To for aka those kind of people who gold dig, like, well, it says inc- all inclusive, but you didn't include me, so therefore you violated me in some shape or fashion. Like, it, there's there's some people who are that petty. Uh, we uh, take it or leave it. What you guys feel about that? Uh, what I do like uh, the following sentence of what MVP read, where it says like. Uh, we prefer to have incredibly high standards and to hire exceptional people who enjoy pushing themselves to perform at the highest level every day. We want to surround ourselves with people driven to do the, the right things and act with integrity, even when no one is looking. That's huge. That's huge. And uh, for most, uh, or let's say, leadership development classes, that's one of the first things they tell you to do is like set a clear expectation of what you want. Right. Uh, there's there's a different way to church this up. They say uh, uh, to be clear is to be kind is what some people say. And this kind of says it right off the bat. Like, we expect you to be to hold yourself to the highest standard available to yourself and to be open and honest with what you're doing, even when no one's looking. We all say that. Right. We all say this across the board. We church it up in one way, shape or form to put our personal twang to it. But setting that precedent right off the bat is probably one of the best things to do. And already this handbook is saying a lot of good shit, right? Um, Again, take it or leave it how you guys feel about it. If Tesla's really doing good or Elon Musk is really doing good. uh, Well, I think this is written to the, to the, to the fact of, I think most of us, you and myself and all of our listeners included, we, we are those individuals where we read this and we're like, yeah, that makes sense. Right. Mm -hmm. Because we're those driven, motivated individuals. Yep. Uh, where this is going to rub somebody the wrong way is the one who's trying to to do the least and get the most, right? right. Who's just trying to skate by. Exactly. Um, because they're <laughs> essentially kind of being called out in this. And as we go through it, you'll you'll hear those call outs even more. But right. uh, it, it, it's, um, it, it's, it's comical in a way, but it's, it's sort of eye-opening. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of almost refreshing to hear because it's a lot of stuff we all think. But yep. to hear a hear a uh, business tycoon, if you will, uh, uh, you know, somebody pushing the boundaries of all industries they're involved in. Like it's, it's interesting to hear somebody at that level 
talk plainly, I guess, for lack of a better terms. Right. And you're exactly right. Because uh, most individuals of the C-suite variety, i.e. like executive office and stuff, they try to be very churched up with how they speak, right? It's very rare. You hear them just speak loosely. And uh, take it or leave it what you guys feel about that. But hearing someone just be human instead of having like a pre or pre-prepared speech of how they want to talk. It makes it sound more uh, natural. <laughs> uh, so for all the C-suite individuals, please bio, please don't like uh, wish death upon us. It's just, hey, sometimes you sound robotic. I'm sorry. Like It sounds like you've said this so many times that it's just become natural for you to speak that way. Just saying. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, going to uh, another section of the anti-handbook, it goes about uh, trust, right? which is huge for anyone employed or not. Uh, it goes, we give everyone who joins our team a lot of trust and responsibility. We operate with the assumption that everyone will do the right thing, including you. The truth is some people have violated this trust or ignored their responsibilities. We won't change our approach because of the few who have let us down. Instead, we let them go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, right up front, like, like you know, there's, uh, you, you don't get to come back. You know, there's no second chance here. Yeah. Do or do not. They're, that's your options. Right. And and uh, in the aviation sense of the word, that's like huge. That's monumental. Because if we don't fire you, if, let's be real, if we don't fire you, we kind of just uh, do less of you, if that makes any sort of sense. Like if you've uh, uh, violated a job or a technical violation on purpose, or you try to be shady about it, your consequences are... Uh, have a wide range. Like we're just not going to give you any more jobs. We're not going to make you do that type of work no more. We can cut up your license or your certificate, whatever that case may be. Or we're just going to like, like a uh, passion name around. It's like, Hey, uh, use this person at the absolute last resort. Like everybody who's uh, rated two and above are somehow not present. Then you could go to this one. Right? <laughs> and And we've said it in previous episodes where like, if you're not doing the job right, or if you're the kind who likes to take a lot of shortcuts, your name gets passed around throughout the entire aviation community, which is extremely small, by the way, that this person is not the one. Like, give him, yeah, give hey, that. Hey, so-and-so applied, and I know you used to work there. Do you know who they are? Oh, yeah, I do know them. Uh, do you got anything to say about them? I, I'd go ahead and, you know, it's like, oh, dude, hire now, hire now. Or it's one of those, like, I just file that in the shredder box, you know? Yeah. Just just give like the blanket thanks for your time, you know? Uh, however you send that email out or notification. And that's exactly what it means, especially with the trust piece. So uh, again, as we as MVP has studied, like we think it, but there these part, when you actually say it, it it sounds offensive, but at the same time, like this is exactly what you want. Like I trust you to do the right thing all the time. And to do otherwise is fucking terrible. And I'm where, and depending on what that violation is, you just may or may not even have a second chance, depending again what it is. Like if you uh, fat fingered something, okay, okay, that's just sheer ignorance. But if you blatantly try to um, purge something, then we're having problems because that can lead to monumental problems, like uh, flights not going off on time, something breaking some kind of incident uh, or cascading to an incident. Huge. Right. Yeah. Anything that could harm, uh, cause harm to human life or, or property assets and such like that, you know? 
Yes. Um, um, go ahead. Talk moving along here a little bit with this. So you kind of meant something, mentioned something a little bit ago about, you know, talk to the next person in line, talk to the next person in line. We've all heard of the chain of command, especially mm-hmm. anybody who's worked in a military environment. Um, there's a chain of command and you don't go outside of that chain of command. And, and some people get that power trip on their shoulders because no, I'm the boss. You have to talk to me. You don't go to my boss. I talk to my boss. Yeah. I talk to my boss. You talk to me. It's mm-hmm. sort of a way to control the narrative a little bit, but here in the communication piece, uh, it says anyone can and should email or talk to anyone else according to what they think is the fastest way to solve a problem for the benefit of the whole company. You can talk with your manager. You can talk to your manager's manager. You can talk directly to a VP in another department. You can talk to Elon himself. Mm-hmm. You can talk to anyone without anyone else's permission. Moreover, you should consider yourself obligated to do so until the right thing happens. Ooh, that so is that's kind of cool because sometimes as we've all worked in an environment, right? You know, how many times have you gone to like the lead mechanic? Hey, boss, uh, I see you guys are having this problem. Here's my suggestion. Do it. Who the, hell, who the hell are you, Nugget? Get the hell out of the way, you know, type. Yeah, exactly. You're a new guy here. You don't know shit. Right. Well, well and then, so in some things, you're like, okay, well, let me go talk to the director of maintenance then. Hey, boss, like, you guys are having this problem. Here's what I would do, you know. Uh, in many settings, that would get you, uh, that would be considered heresy, right? Yes. Uh, the director of maintenance is happy because he got an answer and his problems are getting fixed. But, the problem still is going to lie in with your lead, your lead mechanic who uh, not going to be happy. You went above and beyond even after they said no. But in this situation, it sounds like uh, if you went to the VP and the problem got resolved, it sounds like if there's any retaliation from your direct leadership, uh, sounds like the, the punishment would fall back on your direct leadership for not, uh, for not doing what's best for the company. And then you would be uh, as it was said in the trust paragraph, be let go. <laughs> right. Right. And, and, uh, we'll men- make mention too. Like we're not just talking, we're not talking about like simple gripes here. We're talking about like major problems. Like, Hey, like if we don't do this, it's going to lead to catastrophic failure. Right. Like we're talking like that level shit. Right. Like not something like, Oh, uh, like, uh, uh, I show up to five minutes late. I think it's bullshit. And you take, you complain to the VP about it. Uh, please don't do that. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're talking it, about it, like, but this should be something along the lines of like, Hey, on this model series of aircraft, I'm, we're noticing uh, stress cracks in these uh, wing spars at station, whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, okay. And you bring that to your lead and you're like, eh, hell, sign it off. It's good to go. Maybe, maybe elevate it, you know? Yeah. Again, and, and if your lead's the one who said, ah, it's good, sign off. They should be removed and license revoked anyhow. Right. Uh, or uh, for that for that decision, but or but uh, so, that's what I'm getting at. Something serious, yeah. Or or say like another example is like say like uh, someone tells you to sign off an mel that shouldn't, right? Or put something in the mel that shouldn't. Like it eh, doesn't sound right. Examples like that, right? Like that's something that you should def- most definitely elevate. Yeah, even hey, though put it on the mel list. Well, it's not on the. It's just sign it off and put it on the mel. Yeah, but that component's not on the mel list. Yeah, right. Put it on there anyways. Like no. It's not on there for a reason. Engineer somewhere said that uh, it was, this was a critical flight component, so we should probably fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this kind of goes into the job duties too, right? Like, it is your responsibility to understand what's expected of you. Your manager should explain your responsibilities and what's expected. However, if you are unclear at any time, ask 
no one uh, or ask. No one told me is an excuse that will never fly here. <laughs> Your number one job, everyone's number one job is making this company a success. If you see opportunities to improve the way we do things, speak up, even if these are outside of your area of responsibility. You should have a personal stake in the company's success. So make suggestions and share your ideas. Your good ideas mean nothing if you keep it to yourself. Like, oh, oh. Yeah. I mean, how many times, like Six and I talk about this, at least from the quality realm, right? We, You go and you'll be doing a process audit or something. You're going to ask, and, hey, why aren't you guys doing this? Your process says, well, oh, I didn't know the process. I, I've heard it a whole bunch ago. I didn't know that process existed or, 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 oh, I didn't read that part in there. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Then you, if you weren't aware, <laughs> no, that's not, that that's not an answer. It's not a valid answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think the courts, you know, when that aircraft crashes and lives are lost, uh, you know, I'm sure that'll hold up in court too. Oh, I didn't know. You know, ignorance is not, uh, what is it? Ignorance is not an excuse or something yeah. like that. Ignorance of the law is not an excuse, a viable yep. excuse. I don't know, I'm butchering that statement, but you guys get where I'm going with yeah, it. Yeah, and exactly, and especially we you know when they then they have like the reading signs where they everyone just blindly passes along. It's like yeah, yeah, whatever, sign and sign date, move on. And they're like, well, it says here you signed, you read, and you complied. So what is up with it? Like, and then you then you kind of have to backtrack and be like, well, you know, no one exactly reads that, but you're not obviously not going to say that, right? Like, oh, I just, it slipped my mind kind of shit. <laughs> well, I've also heard once too where I brought it up and I had, uh, and I've had uh, other management, right? Maintenance management go, well, there's just too many processes for us to everybody to be able to sit down and read all these things and to understand what's going. Uh, whose fault is that? That's not yeah. mine. You guys are the ones who wrote this shit. Yeah. Not me. I'm just, I'm just holding you to what you said you were going to do. Uh, if you think it's overly convoluted and complicated, then create a quick reference list for your people. Uh, these documents have these items. Um, if you need to research any of that, look in this document, but here's the quick synopsis of it. Blah, blah, blah. It, it, you can't just say, ah, it's just too much for all of us to read. How, it's impossible for all of us to know. Right. Well, exactly. you said you would. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Here's and your what fail. I- Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Try again. Um, what I like to as well, we've we've complained about this so many episodes about the innovation piece. Like we we say we want people who innovate, who um, who'd like to think out of the box. But when it comes time to actually put the rubber to the road, it's like, uh, shut up, Nugget. You're just a dumb mechanic. We don't care what you have to say. Right. We, we've heard that so many times. Like it's a really good idea, but it's the fact that it's coming from someone that's not of their inner circle variety that they just it, choose to ignore it which i think is probably a, a crime in itself to be honest but um uh, uh when there's a, a legitimate good idea coming through especially from wherever it's originating if they see a problem and they understand what's going on um and they and there's a legit way to help that sh- it shouldn't matter where it comes from but then again we've said this before too like uh, humanity can do anything so long as they don't care who gets the credit. <laughs> so, oh yeah, that's one of my one of my favorite sayings from uh, Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. Uh, if uh, it's it says, "There's nothing man can accomplish as long as he doesn't mind who gets the credit." Right? How many years have I been saying that? Fuck like years upon years upon years, and it's, it's got to be it's got to be at least six now. <laughs> and it's sadly true, right? So uh, for those on the floor, for those in whatever section you are, like if you have a fantastic idea and it's legitimately going to help, 
just know that sometimes your name not be may not be attached to that uh, that procedural change or or that standard change, whatever the case may be. Just just know it may or may not be you, but just know and just have the fulfillment in knowing that you helped engineer that for, uh, to happen. So, if uh, just a little tangent on that one. Uh, okay, well, so that that sort of ties in with goals and feedback, then, right? Mm-hmm. We said you know it's nothing man can accomplish, or I guess in this day and age, you say nothing. A person can accomplish as long as they don't mind who gets the credit. Mm-hmm. Um, but this ties with them with the goals and feedback. You and your supervisor are encouraged to discuss your job performance and goals on an informal day-to-day basis. Day-to-day? That's crazy, man. I, I've never been in a place where I've done it on day-to-day. That's right. cool. If you would like feedback or any other input from your supervisor, take initiative and ask. Do not wait for your supervisor to initiate a conversation or for a company-initiated review process to get feedback you need to perform at a high level. So that's kind of wild in and of itself because now the success of that depends on the, the supervisor. Mm-hmm. So I know, I know I've had supervisors in the past that if you ask for feedback, even on a day-to-day basis, they'll give it to you. And then sometimes once they know that you kind of look for that feedback or you need that to adjust on the fly – They'll openly start to give it to you. Mm-hmm. You know, Six and I work for a guy who was that way. Hey, Six, great job on that project. However, moving forward, I need I need this metric to show this, or I need this to do that, and blah, blah, blah. And, oh, hey, cool, thanks. And, and then from there, it's like, hey, excellent report. Hey, you're knocking out of the ballpark. Or, hey, we need to make some minor adjustments. Whereas, you know, I've had leadership where I've gone to and said, hey, can I get some feedback? And they're like, oh, yeah, you're you're doing good. Right. Like okay, three. well, can you give me some specifics? Like, I've submitted XYZ uh, processes. I've done, created XYZ metrics. I've, uh, I've uh, you know, created opportunities that brought funding to the program, blah, blah, blah. Anything anything specific? Oh, uh, yeah, well, I don't have really have time right now. We'll, we'll get back to it. Cool. Can you give me a date and time? I'll let you know. It never happens. So, the goals and feedback side uh, is really dependent on who you work for and if they're being held by their leadership to ensure that they are giving feedback, right? And not just and not just what's required biannually from corporate, right? And well, I, we're not talking about like like validation of your of your ego or anything like that, right? There, we we have seen some people who feel like that's what we're asking for. Like, I I just need to feel validated. I mean, um. Yes and no to a point. Uh, what we're really asking for is like, hey, if I'm doing something wrong or I'm doing something great, just kind of tell me so I know to keep doing it or to stop doing it, right? Uh, we've had some supervisors or managers, as MVP stated, where it's almost like pulling teeth when uh, we're trying to get like uh, a how-to or a do not or something like that, right? And uh, uh, we've also had times where we've come to annual appraisals or, pro- or process uh, evaluations where they we're all of a sudden doing terrible in certain aspects, but like we didn't even know these existed. Like, so how am I even supposed to know that I was supposed to perform that way? When you never even told me that I was supposed to do it that way, you know? Um, right. Or it's one of those where, Hey, let's put something together. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to see, I want to see, let's start tracking some data on this. Let's figure out some trends going on with this specific subset of data. Okay. What's the end goal of this data? What are we hoping to get out of it? What? What are you talking stuff. about? Just put <laughs> like, something together. Like okay, stuff. Okay, <laughs> well, I, I kind of need to know 
what you're looking for, what the end goal is. So I know what to put together and how to present. I got to have something to, I don't know, just put something together. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you put it together and you're like, Hey, can you review this before we go to the uh, upper level meetings? Oh no, I'm sure it's fine. And then you get to the upper level meetings and they're, and they go to your boss and they say, Hey, what's this all about? And you're like, Oh, um, actually MVP put this together. MVP. Can you talk to this? Sure. Blah, blah, blah. And then, and then the people in the upper level meetings go, well, this is all well and good, but doesn't really tell us much of anything, mm -hmm. you know, like, okay, we've had, we've had, uh, these amount of parts break over the last 5,000 flying hours. Um, but it's not enough to say that this one specific component is failing. It's just kind of a list of, of things. Yeah. And then, and then your boss goes, Oh, that's a, yeah, this is kind of crap. MVP, uh, this is really, we really need to go back into the drawing board and revamp this thing. And you want to be like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. I, you gave me zero guidance. I asked for guidance. You gave me none. So I put something together. I asked for feedback. You said, eh, probably fine. Cause you couldn't be bothered. And then you jump on the bandwagon with the upper level leadership to bury me openly. That's cool. Yeah, that really makes me want to work uh, hard for you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because the next time somebody's like, hey, put that together. Hey, did you get that together? No, sorry, I didn't have time. Oh, I have to present this this afternoon. Wow, that's crazy. It sounds like a you problem, you yeah. know? Yeah, exactly, right? So, And that's another aspect of uh, setting ex expectations, right? Is have clear, measurable goals, right? Or SMART, as they call it, right? Like, uh, or... Uh, uh, what's it like the keep it simple stupid thing right like make it so like where it's easy to understand clear and concise where like there's no uh uh guesswork behind it i mean oh, obviously leave a little open so you know you can adjust and be flexible but at least be open and clear about what you want instead of just like hey uh put some stuff together make it look cool i'm like what kind of stuff right <laughs> yeah i want to see how many components have failed on uh beachcraft uh beachcraft uh, King Air 350s over the last 5,000 flying hours. Let's say you got five of them in your fleet. I want to see uh, how many com what components are failing. Okay, do you want like do you want the hours that they're failing at? Uh, do you want to see if there's a trend in specific, like say prop governors are are crapping out at 200 every 200 hours or you know what 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 do you want to show with this data? Mm -hmm. I don't know just whatever components are failing, put it together and put, put what out, you know, put when they failed. Uh, well, actually that's, that's even more information. This is me over talking now. I don't know. Just figure out what components have failed over the last 5,000 flight hours on our King air three fifties. Uh, oh, okay. Let me okay. start combing through the log books then, you know, like mm -hmm. in the, in the, <laughs> so, okay, here's what you asked for. What the hell does this tell me? I don't know. It's what you asked for. Shit. Right. It's you just know? like a laundry list of stuff. <laughs> In fact, you probably went above and beyond and said, hey, actually, I noticed a trend that every uh, every 1,000 flight hours, we uh, have a prop governor uh, shit out. Except we've only had two prop governors shit out at 1,000 hours, roughly 1,000 hours. Uh, everything else is just kind of random. Oh, that doesn't really tell us anything. Yeah, that's why I asked you all this up front. Because I yeah. thought it was going to be a waste of time. Uh, since I'm the one doing the maintenance and, and kind of know everything we've changed, right? We carry it that way as maintainers. Like we know the stuff we've changed on what aircraft you just kind of get into that, that swing of things. Mm -hmm. um, and so you're, but your boss is out of the loop on it. And 
they ask for that stuff and you're just like, this doesn't tell me anything. Right. Yeah. That's why, that's why I asked up front. Cause I wasn't going to say anything. Yeah. Like, uh, cause then asked, the- what do you, what are you looking for? Yeah. What do you want from me? <laughs> what do you want yeah. from me? <laughs> what do you want from me? I'm only human. <laughs> only human. Uh, uh, so, and, uh, and another big one, especially with safety, right? Safety in the workplace, that's huge. And for us in aviation, that's like paramount. That's like the number one thing that we we most definitely try to work for. Um, and we hear this time and again, especially in handbooks, like, oh, we care about safety. Safety is number one in Lazy Da, right? But it it doesn't, it's kind of like one of those blanket promises that we all tend to kind of just glaze over. Uh, I think safety is probably like one of those highly emphasized, under underutilized programs, you know? Like, uh, oh, definitely. Like it's there because you have, and, and probably typically one or two people because it's contractually required or mm-hmm. federally required or whatever else, but they're not used how they're supposed to be. Yeah. Like uh sanding hexavalent chromium with no respirators and stuff. Who does that? <laughs> who, who, who does that? that? <laughs> what do you mean? Where, where eye protection and rubber gloves when, when servicing with Skydrill. Oh, we don't need that. My skin has grown an immunity to sky. Drive. I have cancer proof skin. Uh-huh. <laughs> Take that evolution. You know, like. <laughs> right. Ah, uh, we don't need that. Uh, so like with this, ha- with this anti handbook, it goes, safety is really important to us. We want you to go home every day in the same condition you arrived. We believe the best way to create a safety culture is to ask the really smart people working here to use good judgment and common sense. This means being safety conscious at all times complying with all safety policies and procedures, including wearing PPE, uh, never performing the job that you feel is unsafe, keep work areas clean and walkways free of obstructions, especially in production areas, uh, communicating with others EVC safety issues and reporting unsafe or hazardous conditions to the to Esham. Yeah. <laughs> right. I like that part where it says uh, uh, being safety conscious of all times and uh, never performing a job that you feel is unsafe. That never happens in the aviation. Yeah, we're never, never asked to do that. Never. Hey, go, go, <laughs> go change this uh, G550 uh, vertical tail nav light uh, with, well, that's like 25 feet in the air. We don't have any ladders. Well, that are yeah. that tall. And we don't have a scissor lift and we don't have a bucket lift and we don't have any of this. No, but we have three 12 foot ladders. <laughs> just like a freaking hodgepodge them together and, and yeah, hope you're for like, the best. And we have a series of ratchet straps, and you're like, what? <laughs> that <laughs> doesn't sound right. All right, just pull the box truck up behind the jet and then take the 12 foot ladder and put it on top of the box truck and then climb up there. Well, yeah. But I don't care if it's raining. Wear, wear a rain jacket. No, that's not why I'm that's not why I'm questioning the rain aspect, is because I'm afraid to get wet. I'm the slipping issue. Well, you have your safety slip resistant shoes on, don't you? That's, that's not the the point I'm getting at here. Yeah. yeah I, th- I think you're missing the issue here, man. <laughs> right. But, uh, but yeah, uh, we've all done it time and again, where like they say, this will happen or this, uh, this is the revenue. This is the mission maker, whatever expletive you guys have heard that says like, this must happen. No ands, ifs or buts. And my, and uh, sadly, we've all at one point in time enabled that speak by doing said things, you know, like we've. Well, yeah, uh, we're, we're all about getting the job done, right? We want the we want the aircraft to get out of the chocks or out of the gate when it's supposed to. That's that's uh, that's who we are as people wanting to 
wanting wanting to succeed and 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 over uh what's the old marine uh thing there uh oh over overcome adapt and overcome (laughs) adapt and overcome right we all we all become uh marines in that regard uh we all adapt (laughs) and overcome and in in the face of adversity yep but uh but you know some things you should say falling off of falling off of from 24 feet from three ratchet strapped together 12 foot ladders (laughs) <laughs> uh, probably doesn't hold up so well when you try to to claim uh, occupational. Uh, what, what's the pay when you when you're at home because you're broken? Oh yeah, the, work, so you get the you get that. Oh, workers comp, yeah, workers comp, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, workers comp was good, but you tied the company's going. You you ratchet strap three ladders together, and that's not in our policy. Yeah, yeah, and you guys also don't provide the work equipment to do the job correctly. Oh, but, stop but it. nobody, but nobody told you to do that. The hell they didn't. So <laughs> told me over there. Do you have any email proof of that? No, no it was a verbal conversation. Ah, hmm. see, well, <laughs> your word against mine. Damn it. So, you know, yep. <laughs> uh, more, <laughs> more to follow on that. <laughs> uh, what I, what I did find is probably like the, the most striking or second most striking of this whole anti-handbook is the attendance and tardiness piece. Oh. Uh, yeah, we'll get into the, the most shocking, but this is probably like the second most. <laughs> if you want to lead off on that one, Mr. MVP. <laughs> yeah, uh, attendance. I'll, I'll read attendance first and I'll read tardiness. Uh, if you're the kind of person who holds yourself to the highest standards, or our attendance policy is, is exactly what you'd expect it to be. Be the kind of person your team can rely on. Be here when you're supposed to be here. We need you. We can't get things done when you aren't here. If you can't be here, notify your supervisor as soon as possible and talk about what's going on. Your supervisor will be reasonable and respectful if you are. If you can't be reliable, this isn't the place for you. You'll be asked to leave. And it might not be a choice. (laughs) 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 That's under the attendance piece. Now, going for tardiness. Your tardy is something kids are told in school. This isn't school. Plan to be here on time, ready to start work when you're scheduled. Traffic accidents happen. We get that, but they don't happen every Monday during football season. Ooh. <laughs> Just <laughs> right? kind of calling it right out there. Yeah, know? right. Um, now, again, like uh, a lot of people will take offense to this. And I mean, uh, I'm going to admit, right, there's times where I would possibly take offense because, you know, like I can't be 100% on time all the time, every time. There's always going to be some form of issue that arises. And, uh, my take on that is like if you, uh, as long as it's not like an all the time thing and you act like you make up that time by doing some effective work then i i can i can get it but at the same time like with what this is saying we all think it like i find it very hard to believe that you're always late on a monday or a payday and you magically have something to do uh sometime before work ends huh Weird. <laughs> so yeah, it's weird how every Monday, every Monday you incur some sort of incident that prevents you from being here on time. Yet strangely, every Friday there's an emergency which causes you to leave early. Yeah, or it's a, or a payday. You just magically have something somewhere to be. Right. Weird. I, I find that really weird. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, again, like uh, take it, take it for leave it. Uh, pros and cons of this, but uh, we all think it at some point, like. Uh, your attendance, it, it means a lot to 
your set to your profession. It means a lot to the company or organization you're working with. And the reason being is because like we rely on you. We trust you to uh, show up when you're supposed to and do the work as you're supposed to. Uh, we get it. Life happens and it's not always the case, but um, in some organizations, like you can't leave until the next shift comes in. Like it just doesn't work that way. Uh, yeah. Granted, majority of these are military related, but oh, some of these are also like emergency services related. Like I can't just leave and leave this place unattended until someone else shows up. So you being late just fucks my day up even more. And in some cases, you uh, in those five minutes that you're late, something happens and then I have to stick around for that whole thing to un to un to work itself out because you're the person on scene and, you know, your organization's policy is you can't leave until the job's finished or whatever the case may be. Or it's so critical that you can't just leave midway and brief somebody um, to pick up where you left off and they understand 100% what's going on and not miss a beat. Some organizations are like that. Some services are like that. So uh, this is pretty much targeted. It's kind of taking that mindset and saying like, if you're late, you're fucking someone over. And we understand life happens, but it doesn't happen every single time. So uh, it's not as what this is suggesting. <laughs> yeah, so, we've all worked with somebody where it's like, you can't remember the last time they worked a full week. Yeah. Like yep. how many, like as many medical ailment excuses as you hear, you're like, how is, how is science, medical sciences not dissecting you right now to figure out the gene code that you have that should be eradicated from the, the gene pool, you know? Yeah. yeah. Cause you're, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like how like, many spleens have you had rupture? This is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, just making up. A, it's an extreme one, but you get what I'm saying. Like, hell, I, I, I heard a guy call out once cause he stubbed his toe. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, I, oh, I stubbed my toe in the coffee table while I was getting ready for work this morning. I'm not going to make it in. Like, did you break your foot? Like, how the hell did you do that? <laughs> yeah, is your is your toe ninety degrees to the to the place it should be? You know, like yeah, like do you need to go to the hospital, man? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> no, it just hurts really bad, and it hurts to walk. I, I like it. It sucks because for many of the places we work, you can't go. I don't give a shit. Get mm -hmm. to work. Right. Uh, you can't do that because then you'll be held. You you'll what you'll have to go to um, sensitivity training and other various HR trainings. Yep. Uh, so uh, the the next couple of bunches kind of talk about sick days and vacation, and we kind of get the message. Oh, if you, if you want to go through that MVP, that's up to you. I kind of want to just head on over to the part that really stuck out to us. <laughs> like at the moment we read this, like wow. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, uh, so, uh, like with the sick days and stuff, it's pretty much uh, straightforward. If you're sick, don't show up to work. Uh, keep keep that uh, illness to yourself. <laughs> uh, you use your paid time off if you have it. Uh, sick time if you have it. And then, likewise with vacation, if you have it, use it. Um, oh, the no call, no show one, real quick. Yeah, uh, I just want to point out the first sentence. Our assumption will be that if you don't call or don't show up to work, you're a jerk. Mm -hmm. The first sentence in that, that's, that's the only thing I really wanted to say about a no call, no show. They're just basically, yeah. basically you call, calling you a jerk off the top. Yeah. And, and it's true, right? Cause like, if you don't show up, like no one knows what the fuck's going on. And, and, and going back to what I said earlier, if uh, we're in a type of organization or a service where we can't leave until another uh, replacement shows up and it's supposed to be you and you don't do anything. What the fuck? Right? <laughs> like, well, or let's say I, let's say MVP at me, we call out 
uh, I call out and a no call, no show, not call out, no call, no show it. And six shows up and he's already knows what he's going to be doing for the day. He's got his stuff planned out what he's going to do and when he's going to do it. And that he's got his whole day mapped in. And then his, our supervisor shows up and goes, Hey, I don't know where MVP's at. He hasn't, he hasn't shown up and he hasn't called. Um, so he, we were going to task him with this today, but we need you to do this now since he's not here. So now six is going MVP. You, you piece of shit. Yeah. You know, he's like, he's like, I have my full day now. Now I got to include your tasking in here too. I got to, I got to reevaluate and replan my whole day. And then six and then six was supposed to go home at 5 PM, but there he is at eight o'clock still at work because I, I couldn't be bothered to show up. Mm-hmm. But six is the type that, okay, well I got to get my stuff done. Cause I planned it. Cause if I don't do it today, my stuff today, it's going to spill over tomorrow, which is going to put me on a backlog, but we can't have MVP stuff go unchecked. So I got to knock it out too, because we got to keep this, this thing rolling. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, 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 uh, ex- uh, another example is like, say with the AOG stuff, uh, like say if you're, if there's an, a task out, like someone's oh. supposed to, uh, substitute my experience, <laughs> 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 uh, like, uh, like someone is supposed to replace you because you know, you're, you're timed out or you're not, you're supposed to leave at a certain point and said person, no call, no show, or we can't get a hold of him or her just like, well, fuck it. I'm re- and. And say your boss didn't even bother that like you just you just readily assume that that person was already there and they call up like, what the fuck, MVP? Why are you still there? Like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, so-and-so is supposed to come relieve you like three hours ago. Let's say, okay, let's say I'm four hours away from home station working a jet. I'm on hour 48 straight, right? Been up for 48 hours straight working all over the place. And I'm rounding up my time and the boss says, hey, uh, I think it's time for you to go home and get some sleep because it's getting dangerous for you. Uh, I'm going to send somebody down to relieve you. Sounds good. Uh, and hours go by and nobody shows up. Uh, and so, but I got to release the jet, right? So I just keep working because I'm there. I'm working till I'm relieved, but I get the work done and I submit the release for uh, flight paperwork. And then the boss, you know, he's CC'd on all those emails. So he looks at and goes, Hey, what the hell? Why are you, what are you doing? Uh, trying to release this jet. So once I'm done with that, I can uh, go home. Like, well, you were supposed to relieve three or four hours ago. Well, you called me eight hours ago and it was going to take the guy four hours to get here. So uh, eight hours have gone by and I have not seen or heard from individual. Well, have you tried calling him? No, dude, I'm busy. I'm working. That's that's your job. You know, <laughs> yep. like I, I'm not I, I'm just working. I'm doing my job. Well, uh, well, OK, well, just. Go ahead and leave, and then I'll figure out where they're at, and they'll come down. And they'll, I was like, "What? They get to they get to do nothing but throw the logbook back inside the the aircraft and lock the door." Fuck! The, I'm already here. Send them out on another job. You know? Mm, yep. <laughs> like at this point, I'm just sitting in the van, half asleep, waiting for the phone to ring. Like, like uh, don't don't. Bought, thanks for your concern, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And and this kind of bleeds into that section we were talking about, which really stuck out to us. And the, the title itself is more than enough to really set the tone of what of what this part is, right? Um, and it's called Stupid Stuff. That's the title of this section, Stupid Stuff. Uh, if you do something stupid, depending on the circumstances, you may be coached and given another chance, or you may be asked to leave. Uh, we can't afford to waste our time dealing with stupid stuff when we have so many important things to get uh, done. Uh, 
If you need them, here are some examples of stupid things people do. <laughs> um, stating or stealing or deliberately damaging company property, disclosing confidential information, harassing or bullying others, physically hurting someone or threatening violence, possessing illegal drugs, possessing explosive weapons or firearms. Uh, the list goes on and on. If you think you're the kind of person who might do something that could be on the list of stupid stuff, do us all a favor and leave now. <laughs> <laughs> and this kind of goes into the no call, no call no show right if you feel like you can just kind of skate on by and let someone undo majority of the work and you just show up for the end and take the credit no <laughs> that's that's you know, called I, I gotta believe though like at least in the on the military side of the maintenance uh realm and and, and maybe even in some civilian shops uh you know the uh harassing or bullying others uh, or physically hurting someone or threatening violence, those two um, usually usually resolve themselves. I got to tell you, at least in the aviation mechanics that that I know, including myself, we uh, we're some of the best shit talking in in the world. Almost almost uh, untouchable. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sure there's other some some other industries out there that would uh, argue with me on that one and say like, hey, we're uh, we're all, you know, we're better shit talkers, but, uh, ma aviation maintainers, we're pretty good at it. And, and, but I enjoy it. Right. It's a, uh, it's good banter back and forth and really it's good, uh, team building in, in mm -hmm. most regards, but if it's, uh, and you can tell when it's, uh, friendly, uh, shit talking versus, uh, like, I don't like you shit talking. Mm -hmm. And usually in those instances, uh, they resolve themselves by a little behind the hangar, uh, coaching. Yep. <laughs> you know, yep. Uh, a little bit of a uh, fistic, fisticuff uh, retribution type thing. Yes. Oh, you got a lot to say, motherfucker. Boom, boom, boom. You know? <laughs> right. And then or you come back in and you're like, you're like, so are you guys all good? Yeah, I think we've, uh, I think we talked it out and we're all friends now, right? And the guy over there with the bloody nose. Yeah, we're all good, bud. <laughs> uh, I used to have a shop uh, going on that real quick. Uh, I used to have a shop where like they have this policy with the door is always open. But when the door closes, that's when you know shit's going to go down. That's kind of everyone's cue to leave, right? Because some individuals have a little of uh, uh, negotiations to go through. Like <laughs> uh, uh, a real small tangent on that. But yeah, so we have shops like that where the door is always open. Every people can freely go and leave. But And then the sign is when the door closes or, a or when a certain door closes. That's kind of like everyone's cue to leave. Um and uh, like as MVP said, like there, there's a lot of shit talking and a lot of bantering that goes back and forth, especially in a maintenance shop. There are certain things that it's just understood that we should not touch. And uh, we're slowly um, coming up to modern times as to what that definition is. There's some that just kind of linger on and there's some mindsets that still haven't caught up with it. Uh, and it's usually regarding some inclusivity and stuff like that. But uh, uh, let um uh, that can be a whole episode in itself. Well, but. yeah, what you see is, right? So what you see is where I was going with it. And I don't mean like any hateful speech or anything like that. But what I was what I was going for is if, if there was somebody who is putting out hateful speech, typically those are one-off individuals. There's not a whole group of them. And typically right. they're new to the, uh, to the scene. And everybody else kind of has been there a while and already has that, uh, that, uh, that uh, camaraderie built, right? So like... Mm -hmm. 
if I'm new to a shop and I'm coming in, I'm kind of badgering six all day and I'm trying to establish my dominance or whatever else. There's going to be a whole bunch of other people in the shop who are going to six isn't going to have to do anything. He's going to have everybody else come to his aid. Like, oh, new guy's got a lot of shit to say all of a sudden. All right, new guy. What's up? What's up with it? You know? <laughs> right. And then, and essentially, like, I've been in shops like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. What, those are some funny days. Um, I've been in shops like that where I've witnessed that happen. And they, the uh, bully becomes the bullied. Yep. And to the point where everybody's goal every day when that person show up is to badger them uh, to the point where they go home crying. You ever seen a grown man leave work crying a week for a week straight? Uh, it's it's incredible, mm-hmm. especially when that guy's kind of a turd, anyways, right? But I've yep. witnessed it happen every day. They show up like, "Hey, what's up, piece of shit?" Blah blah blah. And then there's nothing that guy that guy couldn't even put on his jacket right without without being bullied after that. And he's like, "Why are you guys being this way?" I'm like, "Oh, you showed up. You you had a lot of shit to say, so we just we're just matching your energy." Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and eventually that, that one individual just ended up quitting <laughs> and it was no loss. It was really no loss to the shop at all. We just, uh, a- aviation maintainers were pretty good about, uh, separating the, uh, weed from the chaff, you know, the weed yep. from the chaff. Right. Or, or, or preserving the peace, you know what I mean? <laughs> For as, as good or as bad as that is, like they're very good at preserving the peace and there's, um, there's certain things that we ourselves are working on, but generally speaking, yeah, we're pretty good about that. Uh, by going, going with the stupid stuff, right? Uh, like say the no call, no shows or the bullying and whatnot. Uh, the, this anti handbook kind of, uh, sets it in plain, simple terms or plain, simple words. Like if you're going to be, reta- if you're going to be stupid, you're plan on being illegal. You plan on being uh, implicit with your bad decisions. Just do us a favor and take it somewhere else. Like somewhere where like, uh, no one gives a shit if you try to, uh, set fire on things. Right. And yeah, just go away. Yeah. <laughs> As it we says all, in the, anyway, just go away. Yeah, just go away. We all we all think it, we all say it, but it's very rare we have a handbook that explicitly lists that like in plain simple terms. Like if you're gonna if you're the if you're the type that likes to see what happens if you mix Skydrill with with uh, open fire, please don't. Just <laughs> just <laughs> do that somewhere else, like your own house where you can Yeah. Or at least don't do it in the hangar. Go like 250 yards away from the hangar. Yeah, you know? and, and and make sure you take off all the labels so no one can say that you got it here. <laughs> Stuff like that. And uh, uh, we all joke about it. We all say this and that. And there's all kinds of legal speak as to how that goes about. But in, gen- in general terms, like um, this is one of the few things where it's very straight to the point. Um, uh, what I uh, like uh, too about this anti-handbook is the small section where it says moral of the story <laughs> like uh moral of the story the theme above standards is simple just behave like the any sort of person you want as your coworker. treat everyone like you want to be treated uh we must be the kind of company where people look forward to coming to work in the morning life is too short for anything else i like that i, I, I really like a great closing statement i i really like that right uh pick apart uh all the different sections as you please but uh, and long, yeah, maybe and, we can drop this in the show notes for uh, everybody to read. Yeah, we definitely could. Uh, but you know, like uh, pros and cons of all this, it's pretty much for straightforward. Like, just be the person you want. Don't be a freaking dick. Just be a decent fucking human, as many people and some other uh, one famous podcast would say. Just be a decent fucking human, <laughs> and 
things will go great for you, <laughs> right? Now, yep. how that how companies interpret this and how they apply this, that's a different story. But at least from a written down standpoint, it's pretty straightforward. And we all think it, we all say it. It's very rare that it's actually written in stone so we can all have some kind of common ethic about it, if that makes any sort of sense to anybody. <laughs> so, uh, and then... Uh, especially us with in aviation, like it's it's one of those spoken slash unspoken things. Like, hey, dude, just do your job, just show up, do your job, and uh, ask for help if you need it. It's not too. It's one of those time, um, one of those um, aspects, especially in aviation, where like it, the culture kind of speaks for itself as far as for what it's expected of you, and it and it kind of sets it in stone with what you're actually working on and how critical some of these items are and how sensitive they are to outside influences, especially because like, yeah, yeah we have to operate to a higher standard, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't just with a car, if it breaks down, you pull over to the side of the road you're not pulling over uh, an aircraft. Um, it, yeah. Obviously, depending on the situation, you might be able to glide it in or, or uh, emergency land somewhere safely, but, but what I'm getting at is it's not just as simple as pulling over to the side of the road. Uh, it, it's a way more high, high, high stakes game. Yes. Uh, people's lives are dependent upon you. So, so that high standard that we had talked about earlier in this anti handbook handbook applies to us in the, as aviation maintainers. Um, we have to operate, we have to ping at that high, high resolution because uh, it, the chances uh, if, and when things fail, They've, they fail in, in, uh, in, in what's a, the word? Large, large scale, I guess. Yes. You know? Yeah. And so what we, what we get from this, uh, anti-handbook, it kind of goes into what we've been saying for a good number of times. And that's like setting the expectations for people and for a company, right? Uh, we can break this down into like, let's say six, six, um, uh, tips. Let's call it that. Six tips. <laughs> Six is tips. <laughs> uh, one is like emphasize the objectives, right? Uh, set the terms early. Uh, let them have clear, concise direction of what you want. Uh, set the expectations early, right? Don't wait for them to be knee deep in a problem before you say, oh, hey, by the way, I want you to do this. I- example is some of uh, MVP's uh, uh, examples. Like, uh, don't don't just say, hey, do stuff and then tell me at the end of the story, like, oh, no, I want it to be like this after you've already done the work. Thanks a lot. It doesn't matter anymore. Rounds downrange. Uh, make people accountable for what they're supposed to do. And it, it speaks very high, uh, speaks very clearly in this anti-handbook. And uh, we've spoken very deeply about it in all our previous episodes Just make people accountable for what they do. Uh, Example for that is like when you do something shady and you get your certification cut up. Sorry. <laughs> That's just how it is. Yeah. Uh, another big one is what MVP has alluded to numerous times is give meaningful feedback, right? Don't just give feedback like your seven words or less. Give something that's actually going to be usable and actionable and meaningful, <laughs> right? Oh hey, you did so. You did great on this. I would like you to adjust fire on this, or you did terrible on this. Here's how we can do to get you on track. Fucking fantastic! I love it. Uh, leverage motivation, right? Like uh, sometimes or another, we kind of run out of gas. We need a little bit of validation, some kind of umph to help us through the day. And sometimes that motivation can be—I hate to say this—a pizza party. <laughs> sometimes it can be some time off. Well, 
be a pizza party without ulterior motives behind it. Yes, right. Like, hey, just pizza. be a pizza party. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Uh, pizza party. By the way, we're working this weekend. Fuck. Yeah, just be a pizza party and say have a great weekend, everybody. Yeah, exactly. And then um, uh, make it measurable. Uh, I give it. Don't just say, "Hey, I want you to do great things." Well, define great because your great and my great can be completely different. Like my great is me being CEO in twelve days. It's not gonna fucking happen, <laughs> right? Um, but uh, set a, if you're gonna set a goal, make it uh, something that's attainable for one, and then measurable. Like we know we're getting there because we've crossed these uh, milestones, right? Things of that nature. Um, so as far as this handbook's concerned, there's a a little ambiguity, yes, but for the most part, it, it spells things out pretty clearly and hits those six wickets to the for the most part. For the most part. So for uh, anyone who has a company or is in charge of a section, uh, maybe have some something similar to this where you expect your team or your people to perform to this measure or at least communicate what you want for them. Because if you just kind of just, here's your Bible of policies and expect them to kind of just understand it, take a week to two weeks to kind of absorb it. It's probably not going to happen. Sorry to say. <laughs> and MVP's example too, like uh, give them like a, a quick synopsis with some ready references for them to look up uh, if they uh, if they so choose to, by all means, whichever way, make it work, right? Uh, uh, by missing anything on that one, MVP? No, I think you hit all the nails on the head. Uh, my closing statement here would be uh, go read through your own handbooks. Um, no. As we talked about before, that could be a lengthy task, but but maybe just look up uh, some of the things that we've talked about today in this anti-handbook handbook within your own and just uh, enlighten yourselves on kind of what it says, how you're supposed to be operating to. You actually might find that you're going above and beyond, which is great. Uh, you might find out that uh, uh, others aren't uh, being aren't holding themselves to the same standards. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you're in a leadership role. Uh, you can use that book to help your uh, team improve. And if you're not in a leadership role, um, you know, you could also use it as a, uh, you could send it out as a reminder to everybody on your team. Hey, all just, just uh, was reading through this and I noticed these kind of things and not sure if everybody was aware of this, but I wanted to bring it to everybody's attention just to educate the team and edit and, uh, and, show how we can uh, improve and get better or X, Y, Z, whatever reasons. Uh, it's just, a, it's just a way to show, you know, you're not really openly calling out anybody on the team, but it's a good reminder to those who, who are underperforming. Um, yes. That, that it is noticed. Right. But without yes. calling them out directly. Yep, absolutely. But hey, let us know what you think, right? What do you guys think about this anti-handbook? What do you think about any handbook? And say, if you're in an organization that has a union, what sort of things like are good about this? What sort of things are bad? Uh, what sort of things that you wish that you could have a handbook say without being overly drenched in some kind of legal speak? Um, personally, I think like this anti-handbook is more, it's kind of akin to like, say, a from the desk of the CEO type of letter. It's more like a letter down a handbook, but Hey, like, um, as we said, like this would be a great synopsis that could be, have some ready references available. Right. And I think this is kind of where 
this was going, right? Not to actually be the be all end all handbook, but more so like from the desk of the CEO kind of thing. But hey, let us know what you think. What sort of things are good and bad? What sort of things have we missed? Uh, what sort of things do you think we should include for a revisit of an episode? Let us know in our comments, our show notes. Uh, hit us up on our various social medias, our email, our website. The absolute best way to get in touch with us and to have interactions with us is by hitting us by joining Patreon and getting on board our Discord. We have all sorts of conversations like this all the time. We have all sorts of lessons learned and uh, wisdom passed amongst each other, <laughs> where we and some of the things we just uh, learned for the first time ourselves. Example is this handbook and other stuff. But hey, let us know what you think, and uh, hopefully we get some feedback. We can revisit this on a future episode. On that note, hey, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all again on the next one. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone. We would like to take this time to thank our patrons for supporting our show and allowing us to make episodes, maintain our gear, and create merch for all of our listeners. With special thanks to Erica Lamont, Chris Hawkins, Eric Shaw, Dan Schubert, Ryan Frushauer, Kyle Keir, Mike Sherwood, Caleb Stockhill, and Jennifer Brofer. Thank you all so much for your support and patronage. If you like our show, please support us on Patreon. You'll receive awesome perks like access to our private Discord, discounts and early access to our merch, first glimpse of our comics and other projects, and so much more. You can further support us and show off your prowess as an aircraft specialist by visiting our shop at cancelformaintenance.com. If you like classy or rugged watches, visit our affiliate Rockwell Time at rockwelltime.com. Use the code CX, the number 4MX, to save 10% off your total order. If you have suggestions for the show or you'd like to be a guest on the show, send us a line on our contact us section at cancelformainness.com and we'll do what we can to get both your ideas and yourself on the show. Please support us on social media like Facebook at Cancel for Maintenance, Instagram at CANX for Maintenance Podcast, or Twitter at CXMX Podcast. Please check out our new comic series on the Tapas app. Like, share, subscribe, and comment on our comics. Let us know what you think. Thank you all so much for your support and listenership, and we will catch you all next time.